Hi listeners, this is David. Welcome to episode 3 of Upward Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible and theology. I will be using the World English Bible as it is in the public domain. Have you ever been in church and the pastor or speaker references a book, chapter, and verse of the Bible, and you are not sure how to find it quickly? Do you have to use tabs to find a particular book in your Bible? Do you have to look at the table of contents in the front of your Bible to find where that book of the Bible is? This episode is part one about teaching you a more efficient way to do that. It is also about helping you learn the basic content of the Bible. This is part one, and I will focus on the first five books of the Old Testament. I have entitled this episode, Navigating the Bible Content and Message, Part 1. Let's get started. I accept the 66 books of the Bible as inspired by God and the only reliable measurement of God's truth and revelation. Some Bibles have the Apocrypha books in them as well. For example, some of the Apocrypha books are in the Catholic Bible. These pre-New Testament air books were added to the Greek translation of the Old Testament when the Old Testament was translated into Greek about 200 BC. The Catholic Church, over 1,500 years after the time of Jesus Christ, added some of these books to the Catholic Bible. These books are not inspired by God. In fact, some of the doctrines taught in them are inconsistent with the Bible. However, they are of historical significance and give us information about the period of time between the end of the Old Testament and the time of the New Testament. I will not be analyzing these books in this episode because they are not inspired by God and cannot be relied upon to accurately teach God's Word. This episode will focus on learning the names of the first five books of the Old Testament. It also focuses on learning how to look up a Bible passage quickly without tabs or having to look at the table of contents. Another purpose of this episode is to help you learn the basic content of the first five books of the Old Testament. By listening to this episode, you will get a quick overview of the first five books of the Old Testament. But for this episode to help you look up Bible references more quickly and to know the books of the Old Testament in order can best be done if you complete the following steps before listening to this episode. One, go to the table of contents in the front of your Bible and write out the names of the first five books of the Old Testament in order on five consecutive lines. Have this before you with a pen or pencil before listening to this episode. Secondly, have your Bible in your lap or on a desk in front of you as you listen to this episode. If you have your Bible before you and these papers before you, make sure you do so in a safe manner. For example, not while you are jogging, walking, or driving. Trying to learn the 66 books in order without any framework would be beneficial. However, it would also be tedious and boring. There is a more productive and beneficial way to learn the 66 books of the Bible and that is by learning a summary of each book as we learn how to find the book of the Bible without the aid of the table of contents. Let us start by 
learning the two main divisions of the Bible. The two main divisions of the Bible are the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament has 39 books, and the New Testament has 27 books, for a total of 66 books in the Bible. The Old Testament covers the period before the birth of Jesus and, is, and was written before the birth of Jesus. Notice I say before the birth of Jesus because God the Son, who became Jesus, has always existed. The New Testament covers the birth of Jesus and the period after the birth of Jesus. It covers the events of Jesus' life here on earth and the history of the early church and letters written by apostles and disciples of Jesus. Now hold your Bible in your lap. Try to open it up in the very middle to the find the middle page of the Bible. The book that you come to will differ from one Bible to another, but usually you will be in or near the book of Psalms in the Old Testament, or maybe in the book of Proverbs, which is right after Psalms. Now hold in your hand the second half of the Bible and open that in the middle. You should be in or near the book of Matthew, which is the first book of the New Testament. If you are in a book that is not Matthew or Mark, which is the second book of the New Testament, you are likely near the end of the Old Testament and only need to turn a few pages to the right to get to the book of Matthew. Use this method to find the New Testament or simply open up the last fourth of the Bible. The first three-fourths of the Bible is the Old Testament. The first book of the Old Testament is Genesis and the last book of the Old Testament is Malachi. Now let us learn the major divisions of the Old Testament. The Old Testament can be divided into four main divisions. These divisions are books of the law, the books of history, the books of poetry, and the books of prophecy. There are five law books, 12 history books, five poetry books, and 17 prophecy books. Now let us learn the first five books of the Bible. These are the five law books. Some call these five books the Pentateuch, which is the Greek word for five books. These books are also called the five books of Moses because they were written by Moses underneath the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. In the Hebrew Bible, these books are called the Torah, which means law or teaching. The names of these five books of Moses are Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The first book of the Bible is the book of Genesis. It has 50 chapters. Turn to Genesis chapter 1. For this part, I'm going to be going a little bit slower because I'm going to be uh, looking up these passages with you. And if I just write off where to go, uh, you won't be able to keep up. So I'm just going to turn in the Bible. So right now, I'm going to turn to Genesis Chapter 1, verse 1. Genesis is the first book of the of the Bible. So turn to Genesis 1, 1. And uh, there you will read, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. World English Bible. Now turn to chapter 50 of Genesis. It won't be very many pages. So just turn to chapter 50. I'm doing that now. All right, that's chapter 50. This is the last uh, chapter of the book of, of Genesis. Now go, now see how much territory you have covered. 
you know, have one thumb on Genesis 1-1 and the other uh, at uh, Genesis uh, 50. And let's look how thick that is. It's not very thick at all. That is the book of Genesis. Next, you have the book of Exodus, and it has 40 chapters. So just turn the page right after ex after Genesis, and that's Exodus 1-1. And go to chapter 40. And when you get to chapter 40, you'll, you'll see that that's the end of the book of, uh, of uh, Exodus. Look how thick that is. Not very thick at all. Now... Go to the book of Leviticus, on the next page. Uh, Leviticus has 27 chapters. So go to chapter 27. All right. And you'll see that chapter 27 is, I mean, um, Leviticus, yeah, chapter 27 of Leviticus uh, is right before the book of Numbers. And, and chapter 27 is... The last chapter of Leviticus, and then there's the book of Numbers. And it has 36 chapters, so go on to the last chapter of Numbers, and you'll see that it's 36 chapters long, and you'll be in the book of Deuteronomy. And Deuteronomy has 34 chapters, so look at it. Deuteronomy, go to Deuteronomy chapter 34. That is the end of the book of Deuteronomy. Now, go back to Genesis 1-1. Keep your thumb here at the end of, of Deuteronomy. And go back to Genesis 1-1. And look how thick that is. And that's, that's the entire um, Pentateuch. That's the, the entire uh, first five books of the Bible right there. Actually, it's like almost a large portion of the of the New Testament. Uh, the New Testament is much smaller uh, than the Old Testament. So now you get an idea of how um, much the space, uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy take up in your Bible. Now, I want you to let, let you know that if you read about four chapters a day, which will likely take you about 20 minutes a day, then you should be able to complete this part of the Bible in 47 days or in less than seven weeks, or another way to say it, less than two months. And if you keep up that pace, you can read through the entire Bible in a little less than 10 full months. Now let us review the first five books of the Bible. They are Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Now we will study the content of these five books of Moses and how they got their name. The first book of the Bible is Genesis. It is 50 chapters long. Usually in the Bible, a chapter is about a page or two. The book of Genesis has two major divisions. Chapters 1 to 11 tells the story of God's creation it tells about the world before the time of the direct ancestors of the nation of Israel. And chapters 12 to 50 covers the story of the ancestors of the nation of Israel. These ancestors are called the patriarchs. The patriarchs are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
God renamed Jacob Israel. The end of the book of Genesis talks about Joseph, who was one of the twelve sons of Israel. The word Genesis renders the Hebrew word that means genealogy. The book of Genesis talks of the ancestors of all humans in Genesis 1 to 11, and to the ancestors of Israel from Genesis chapters 12 to 50. The first 11 chapters cover the creation of the heaven and the earth, that God made a good world, and that we are all descendants of Adam and Eve. Turn to Genesis chapter 1 and follow along. Genesis chapter 1 and 2 cover the creation of the world. God created a good world and created man and woman in the image of God. God ordained marriage between one man and one woman and told humans to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. We are all descendants of Adam and Eve. God put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and gave them permission to eat of the fruit of any tree in the garden except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Genesis chapter 3 is the historical account of when Adam and Eve disobeyed God. The wages of sin is death, and they were cast out of the Garden of Eden. Because of Adam's sin, death was brought into the world. Here we learn it, it is serious to disobey God. Turn to Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6 to 9 is the historical account of Noah and the flood. God made man good, but gave them the freedom to either obey or disobey God, and almost everybody disobeyed God. Man became wicked. So God decided to destroy the world because of man's wickedness. God decided to destroy the world with a flood, but Noah found grace in the eyes of God. He was a righteous and blameless person. So God saved Noah and his family from the flood by instructing Noah to build a large ship called an ark. Those saved saved from the flood were Noah and his wife, Noah's three sons, and their wives, and two of a kind of each unclean animal and seven of a kind of clean animals, which God instructed Noah to bring onto the ark. Then the descendants of Noah repopulated the earth, and the world became wicked again. God found one man who would follow and obey him. His name was Abram. Now, we are in Genesis chapters 11 and 12. Keep turning your Bible as we go along. Abram means father of many, and God called Abram to leave his home in Ur and move hundreds of miles to what is now the nation of Israel. When Abraham obeyed God, God promised to give this territory to Abram and his descendants. Turn to Genesis 12, 1-3 and read along. Genesis 12, 1-3 says, Now Yahweh said to Abram, Leave your country and your relatives and your father's house and go to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who treats you with contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. World English Bible. God promised to make of Abraham a great nation, 
and his descendants would be given the land God promised him. But Abram was in his 80s, and his wife Sarai was in her 70s. It was hard to see how God would keep his promise when Abram and his wife were so old. Yet God worked a miracle. As God pointed out, nothing is too hard for Yahweh. Nothing is too hard for God. God changed Abram's name to Abraham and Sarai's name to Sarah and later gave them a baby boy, Isaac, when Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90 years old. God's promise to Abraham was passed down to Isaac. When God told Abraham that he would make of him a great nation in Genesis 15, Abraham believed God, and God counted it to him as righteousness. And by the way, this was before Isaac was born, and when he was, he was getting old, and Sarai was getting old. Later, God provided a godly woman by the name of Rebekah for Isaac to marry. They had twin boys. Esau was born moments before Jacob. God's blessing was passed on to Jacob. Jacob had two wives and two concubines. From these four women, he had 12 male children and one female child. Later, God renamed Jacob Israel. Israel's 12 sons are the ancestors of the 12 tribes of Israel. Joseph was the next to the youngest of Jacob's children, and he was the first son of his wife Rachel, who he loved the most. Jacob gave special treatment to Joseph, which angered his uh, older brothers. Also, uh, Joseph would have dreams, and he shared these dreams with his brothers and with his father. He, In one of the dreams, he suggested that one day his brothers would bow down before him. They did not like him. One day they plotted to kill him, but instead sold him to us to become a slave to Midianite traders who were passing through the area. Joseph ended up being a slave in Egypt. He was falsely accused of making a pass at his master's wife and was thrown into prison. Pharaoh's baker and cupbearer were also thrown into prison, and they had some dreams. Joseph told the cupbearer Pharaoh would forgive him and restore him to his position. He told the baker Pharaoh would hang him to death. This came true in three days, just as Joseph predicted. Later, Pharaoh had a bad dream, and no one could interpret it. The cupbearer remembered Joseph and told Pharaoh. Pharaoh told Joseph the dream of healthy plants being eaten by unhealthy plants, and the plants became unhealthy. The Then seven fat cows were eaten by seven skinny cows, and now there were just seven skinny cows. Joseph trusted in God to give the interpretation to him. He told Pharaoh there would be seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He advised Pharaoh he should find a wise man and have him supervise storing the grain during the seven years of plenty so that they could be used during the seven years of famine. Pharaoh selected Joseph for the job. Joseph did his job well. And then when the seven years of 
A famine came to Egypt and the surrounding countries, including where Jacob lived and Joseph's brothers. Uh, everyone came uh, from all around to Egypt to get grain. Since the brothers were grown and had children, the descendants of Jacob were about 70 people at this time. Joseph then, with Pharaoh's blessing, invited his family to move to Goshen next to Egypt so Joseph could take care of them. The book of Genesis ends with Joseph and his brothers in Egypt in the land of Goshen and going back to the promised land just long enough to bury Jacob when he died. That is the end of the book of Genesis. And it's noteworthy that God was not worked in Joseph's life to the point that he forgave his brothers and realized that God was working through the adverse situation that he was put into by his brothers. Now turn to Genesis 50. This is the last chapter of Genesis. Next is the book of Exodus, and it has 40 chapters. What are some lessons we learn from Genesis? We learn God is the creator of all things. God expects us to obey and worship him. Just as God has the power to create all things, he also has the power to destroy. God is good, but will bring judgment and punishment to those who disobey God. God brought judgment to the whole world, and the entire world population died because of the wickedness, except for Noah, his wife, and his three sons and their wives. Only those eight people survived the flood and also the animals that God instructed them to bring onto the ark. We also learn that God is at work to bring back blessing to fallen humans. God raised up Abraham through whom all the world would be blessed. From Abraham's seed would come Jesus the Messiah, who would die on the cross for our sins so that we can have eternal life. Throughout Genesis, God is at work through Abraham's descendants to be a light and example to others in the world of how God's people are to live. Jesus was the one and only descendant of Abraham that never sinned and lived in complete obedience to God. Matter of fact, he's the only one who's ever done that. And it is through Jesus that people can be blessed and be forgiven of all their sins if they turn from their sins and believe in faith for God to forgive them of their sins because of Jesus' atoning death and resurrection from the dead. There is no other name by which we must be saved. Now turn to Exodus chapter 1. It is the first chapter after the last chapter of Genesis, which has 50 chapters. Exodus chapters 1 to 15 covers the period of time Israel was in Egypt and the Exodus from Egypt. About 400 years after the end of Genesis, the book of Exodus begins. By this time, the 70 descendants of Jacob had grown in thousands, if not millions, of people. Exodus 1 starts off with what was happening in Egypt about the time that Moses was born. The king of Egypt was called a pharaoh. This pharaoh lived hundreds of years after Joseph and did not know why the people of Israel were there. He saw them as a threat that they might join with his enemies and conquer Egypt. Pharaoh made Israel slaves and ordered them to build cities for Egypt. He oppressed them. He ordered the midwives to let the baby girls live and have the baby boys killed. One of the twelve tribes of Israel was Levi. The people of the tribe of Israel called Levi were 
called Levites. From the tribe of Levi, God chose Moses to approach Pharaoh to tell him to let the people of Israel go. God revealed to Moses what God had revealed in the past to humans, that God is the creator of all things and there is but one God. Even though many worship false gods, the Bible teaches there is but one God. Moses went to Pharaoh and told him that God was ordering Pharaoh to let the people of Israel go. Pharaoh refused and rebelled against God. God brought a series of ten plagues on Egypt for Pharaoh's refusal. The last plague was the firstborn of all animals and humans would die on the same night. The only exception was to the children of Israel. God promised them if they sacrificed a lamb and sprinkled the blood of the lamb on the doorpost of their house, that God would have the death angel spare Israel's firstborn. The death angel would pass over them. God brought this to pass. Pharaoh's firstborn son died that night. Pharaoh decided to let the people of Israel go. When Israel left Egypt, this was called the Exodus, thus the name for this book of the Bible. The people of Israel came to the Red Sea, and Pharaoh changed his mind and sent an army to pursue the nation of Israel. But God parted the Red Sea, and the people of Israel passed over the Red Sea on dry ground. The Egyptians pursued. Israel got across safely, but when Pharaoh and his army was crossing the Red Sea, God let the waters of the Red Sea return, and Pharaoh and his army drowned in the Red Sea. Now, after leaving Egypt, God would lead and take care of the people of Israel for 40 years as they wandered in the wilderness before they entered the promised land of Canaan 40 years after the Exodus. Turn to Exodus 20. While in the wilderness, Israel came to Mount Sinai. God's glory and presence came upon Mount Sinai, and God gave to Moses the Ten Commandments, which are written here in Exodus chapter 20. Let's just give a short summary of what these Ten Commandments were. The first one is, they were to worship only Yahweh, who had delivered them from Egypt. Two, they were not to make or worship idols. Three, they were not to misuse God's name. Four, they were to keep the Sabbath day holy by resting on that day and not working on the seventh day. Five, they were to honor their mother and father. Six, they were not to murder. Seven, they were not to commit adultery. Eight, they were not to steal. Nine, they were not to bear false witness against their neighbor, or they weren't that is, they were not to lie. And ten, they were not to covet the possessions of others. The book of Exodus also gives a few more laws. Then the rest of Exodus focuses on the building of a tabernacle where God's presence would dwell with the people. Only priests were to go inside the tabernacle. The priests were from the tribe of Levi. Moses' brother Aaron was the first high priest. The rest of the book of Exodus gives instructions for the building of the tabernacle, how the priests were to dress, and the nature and form of the furniture for the tabernacle. Turn to Exodus 40. This is the last chapter of Exodus. When the tabernacle was finished, and the people and priests had prepared themselves for God to come, God's presence came down unto the tabernacle for God to dwell among his people. The tabernacle is a symbol of Jesus, 
Only through Jesus' death on the cross and resurrection are we able to be in God's presence. Jesus was God with us. He was tabernacled in a human body. And just as there had to be atonement and cleansing for sin before one could enter into God's presence, that is why the atonement and death of Jesus on the cross was necessary for our forgiveness of sins so that we could be in God's presence. Next is the book of Leviticus. Leviticus has 27 chapters. When thinking of the book of Leviticus, think of the tribe of Levi and the Levites. God set apart the tribe of Levi to take care of the tabernacle. The tabernacle was like the temple built centuries later, but it was in the form of a tent and was thus portable. The priests came from the tribe of Levi. All priests were Levites, but not all Levites were priests. The Levites who were not priests could not enter the tabernacle, but they helped carry the parts of the tabernacle and helped set it up and take it down. The tabernacle was a large tent and went with the Israelites when uh, they were in the wilderness. Leviticus covers topics such as what sacrifices were to be made uh, at the tabernacle, how the sacrifices were to be prepared, how the people were to prepare to be in God's presence, what food was to be eaten because it was clean, and what food was not to be eaten because it was not clean. It covers the topic of sex regarding what is appropriate and what is not appropriate. In, in summary, you know, God only allows sex between one man and one woman who are uh, married to each other. It deals with ceremonial cleanness. It deals with how to handle leprosy, which was a skin disease. It also discusses the main feast and religious holidays God wanted the people of Israel to observe. Leviticus is 27 chapters long. Go to Leviticus chapter 27. One of the key messages of, of Leviticus was that people needed to be holy to be in God's presence. That means they are to avoid sinning. And if there is sin in there needs to be a blood sacrifice to make atonement for that sin. The tabernacle pointed to the time of Jesus' death on the cross so our sins could be forgiven. Thus far we have looked at the book of Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus. The next book is Numbers. Number covers the history and story of how God dealt with Israel during the 40 years they wandered in the wilderness. It also involves God's ordering a census of the number of people and thus the name Numbers. Numbers has 36 chapters. We see many times in Numbers that God's people often had to face hardship in the wilderness. Yet God took care of them. On the other hand, when they disobeyed God and complained and failed to trust in God, God punished them. In fact, all of those who were adults at the time of the Exodus died in the wilderness during the 40 years after the Exodus and never entered the promised land except for Joshua and Caleb, who obeyed God, and the, the young children who, uh, at, who were young children at the time of the Exodus. Numbers has 36 chapters. The next book is Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy consists of the words Deutero, which means second, and Namas, which means law. It is the second giving of the law. It's, it's one big sermon by Moses reminding them of all that God had done for them and the covenant and agreement that they had made with God to worship him and worship him only. So that is what the book of Deuteronomy is about. It also includes the story of the death of Aaron the high priest, who was Moses' brother, and also 
It includes the account in, 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 verse, in chapter 34 of the death of Moses. Now the next book is Joshua. Joshua was an apprentice of Moses. God chose Joshua to be Moses' successor. Joshua led the twelve tribes into the promised land in the land of Canaan that is now the nation of Israel. He was also a military leader because they had to conquer the land of Canaan in order to inhabit it. Joshua also administered the division of the land among the twelve tribes. Let us review. The first five books of the Bible are the Law of Moses, and it consists of five books. These books are Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. During, turn to Deuteronomy chapter 34. Notice how much of the Bible is now covered in the five books of Moses called the Pentateuch or the Torah or the Book of the Law. In the next podcast, we will continue with our overview of the Bible and learning the content and names of the books of the Bible in order. This week, make it your goal to memorize the name and spellings of the first five books of the Old Testament in order and learn how to spell them. Write them out in order four or five times each day this week. Make it your goal to work hard on learning the books of the Bible in order, which will assist you not only in looking up scripture passages, but will assist you in grasping the overall message of the Bible. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. Check out the website, UpwardJourneyBibleStudy.com, where you can learn more about this podcast and other resources for spiritual growth. Always remember to keep God first in your life. Bye for now.